Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Oh, we started off last week shaking the Monday morning moves with the new time crew. And we had a conversation about the two couples who were having the dual wedding and were preparing for the dual bachelor party. Yes, the men gave their word, their vow, that they would not fuck during the bachelor party. Well, when they got to the bachelor party and everything started getting heated up, one of the men broke the bro code and took one of the women into a back room. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason why we say he broke the bro code is because he actually took the woman in the back and I guess expected the man, the other bachelor, not to say anything to his bride to be. Well, we asked the panel, well, what would you do? Would you tell? Would you not tell? Because the guy in the story, he actually didn't tell. Nope. When they asked what happened, his uh, bride to be was doing the questioning and he did not say a word. So we asked the same question. Would you tell? Well, we got one. I'm telling. And the other two said, yo, that is not my business. I'm not saying a word. Would you tell? Mm, I'd love to hear that answer. Well, go back and see, you know, what the conversation was like. It was quite interesting. As always here, you with the uh, new time, you don't get anything but 
interesting. Well, we would not have a proper send-off on, the, on a Monday morning if we did not get the switch with Shanti's. And the tip was take initiative. Now, that kind of works opposite of what uh, the conversation was. Because that means people have had to walk in the door and say, yo, baby, this is what happened. But he did not. So clearly that's not what she was talking about. Well, take initiative. If you think about your relationship with the Lord, if you think about what God expects us to do as men and women of God, take initiative is definitely you know, the the way to go. I, I can think of several areas where the onus is actually on us to make the move. Now, there's, uh, you know, some, some Bible verse that tells us, you know, hey, if you have, you know, if you think your brother has fought with you, then make sure you don't even leave your offering, but that you go and find out Settle the matter and then take care of that business. You have another initiative that says, you know, if your your enemy is hungry or thirsty, give them something to eat because in doing so you keep cold over their head. I can go on and on and on. At times that we have to take initiative and you say to yourself, Well, why I gotta be the one? Well, that's because that's what God does with us. That's what Jesus does with us. So why can't we be expected to do the same thing? So come on, come on, come on. Take that advice, which is another switch tip, and take initiative and make God happy. Okay? All right. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. Rolled around and we talked about the swimming instructor who actually had, you know, quite a few children in her care. And little four-year-old Izzy uh, didn't make it out the water. No, her granddaughter found, the instructor's granddaughter found, little Izzy at the bottom of the pool. And the question was, is she liable? Yes, is she liable for what happened with little four-year-old Izzy? And, you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. So, you know, somebody would automatically say, absolutely. Others would not say absolutely so quickly. So, you know, go back and check out the conversation and see if you would hold this woman, this, you know, swimming instructor liable. Okay? All right. Well... Wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we started off with our girlfriend, Vivian, as she talked about mm, mm, the very challenging conversation, where they say decades of studies show that yelling at kids can be worse than hitting, and yeah, worse than hitting, and as a reaction to the yelling, it has caused mm, some self-esteem issues in children, some children to become jailed, some to become addicted to drugs and alcohol, as well as self-harming 
activities. And, oh, that was one deep conversation because, you know, that particular thing has many legs and tentacles and wings and all kinds of things. And, you know, hey, we just don't know. We just don't know. It's Russian roulette. So I tell you to go back and grab that one for a listen. And Therapeutic Thursday rolled around and we had our girl, our sister, Gertie Aunt, with Trust Talk with Gertie. And we talked about the foods that are actually good, so they think, for putting in our hair. Yep, we're not talking about ingesting it, we're talking about putting actually on the hair. And some of those foods would be oatmeal, carrot, and spinach. Those are at the top of the list. Well, go back and listen so you can hear what our minister Gordy had to say. We actually got a little bit of conversation going last week, and it was rather interesting. And I advise you to really check it out. Check it out and see what she says about the stuff you put in your hair. Yeah, not in your system, but in your hair. Does she agree or does she not agree? Mm, That's the question of the morning. Well, we had on Freestyle Friday the Oklahoma woman who was sentenced to 15 years after letting her ex impregnate her 12-year-old daughter. Now, I'm definitely sending you back to listen to that one. And it was, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the men. And it was quite an interesting conversation. Yeah, they were they were real interesting on Friday. Mm-hmm. And you'll see how our brother Avery got his morning started here on the Sea Tower Pastor Steps. So I'm definitely sending you back to go listen to that one. Okay? All right. Well, as you can see, we had some good morning over here on the Sea Tower. And I definitely send you back to go and listen because you don't want to miss anything that happened last week. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. It was interesting. It was crazy. It was funny. Yes. All right. All righty. Well, today, 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 today is Shaking the Monday Morning Blues. Yep. How was your weekend? Do you need to shake the Monday Morning Blues today? Well, if so, I tell you, you landed in the right spot. Because I actually have some stuff to talk about this morning. There was actually some news. Yes, a newsworthy news. Worthy news. So I actually got some stuff to talk to you about this morning. And uh, I would love to hear what you have to say. And... Yeah, I got my connection with me this morning. So I'll give you that number as soon as we come back. But go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody 
that in due time when pastor steps in on and whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Sarcoidosis is exhausting, painful, scary. Sarcoidosis is life-changing. But sarcoidosis doesn't have to be life-defining. Sarcoidosis is an unpredictable, rare disease that can affect any organ of the body. But I control sarcoidosis, not the other way around. Learn about sarcoidosis at lung.org slash sarcoidosis. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yes. The reason why you are bluesy and stay there. Now, I can't tell you don't be bluesy from the beginning because I don't know what happened. But what I do know is you don't have to stay that way. Isn't it good to know? I mean, I think it's a good thing. You don't have to worry about staying in a bad head space. No, God's got plans for us. Okay? All right. So, come on, we got a little help tip this morning. You know how we get down on Monday morning. We're talking about ways to lower your blood pressure. Now, some of these things are going to be a little easier for, you know, for you than other things. Especially if you want to do better. Okay? All right. Well, I hope. I'm not talking to the people that use tobacco on this broadcast. Yes, but one of the things is stop using tobacco. Yeah. Come on. That's why there's silence. It's like there's a million and one reasons to stop using tobacco. They ain't even got trouble listening. But if you're trying to keep the pressure down, they say, if you're smoking cigarettes, your pressure goes up. And it says it stays up for many minutes after you finish. Yes. So, smokeless tobacco products, electronic cigarettes, raises your blood pressure. Now, here's the thing. 
For people who smoke weed, you think their blood pressure is going up too? Well, I would like to say, yeah, because don't they hold that in? Yeah. So, cut out the smoking, period. Let's not even say let's cut out smoking of the tobacco. Let's cut out smoking, period. All right, another one, which is kind of a given. Your weight. Get to a healthy weight for you, okay? When you are at a healthy weight, that definitely keeps your blood pressure down because if you are overweight or obese, it will definitely send your blood pressure up. And they say losing 10 pounds can actually help lower your blood pressure. All righty? So eat fewer calories, increase your physical activity, and you can get rid of those 10 pounds and lower that blood pressure, okay? Dash dieting, okay? That's dietary approaches to stop hypertension, okay? So that's your eating plan. So you want to make sure you're eating vegetables and fruits and protein and lean protein and fish, whole grains, low-fat dairy. Definitely you want to stick with that diet, and it will definitely help your blood pressure. Exercise. Exercise, exercise, exercise. They say staying physically active will help you lower your blood pressure. And you don't necessarily need to run, but you definitely need to keep active and moving for about 30 minutes a day. And, you know, they say, listen, you don't even have to do 30 consistent minutes. They say if you do 30 minutes broken up, you can actually get the job done. Now, that should be some good news to those who don't care to actually move. Take your meds. If you're on blood pressure medication, please take your medication because when you take your medication it will help to lower your blood pressure now here's the thing because I've done it before I've done it you cannot eliminate taking the meds and then try to exercise and eat and do all the things you need to do because once your blood pressure is elevated on a consistent basis, you cannot bring it down by yourself. No. No, 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 no. You need get that blood pressure down with the meds, do all the things we're talking about today, and they, the doctor can wean you off of your medication. Yes, I've done it. Yes, 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 yes. And I tried to actually do it without the meds. 
baby. I could have really lost my life. Trust me when I tell you. I've seen people have strokes when they have tried to not take meds. It's, you can only not take meds when your blood pressure is beginning to become elevated on a consistent basis. Okay? When it's in the beginning stages. Because at that point, you can attack it. Once it's already up there, and it's been up there, no. You, unfortunately, you can't do it. The meds are going to have to take it to fact. No, you cannot eat the garlic. No, I'm telling you, I've watched people do it. It has not worked. They have stroked out, and they have never been the same again. When you have high blood pressure, just do what you need to do, and you can come off the blood pressure meds. I've seen many people do it. They take their meds. They then become very, very, very uh, active in getting themselves together and no more meds. But it cannot work the other way around, okay? It has not been a successful attempt. So as your doctor is telling you, that you're developing high blood pressure, then you get to eating properly. Then you get to exercising. Then you get to stop the smoking and all of that kind of stuff. All right? So once your doctor tells you, it's almost like pre-diabetes. They're telling you, hey, you're headed in that direction. That's when you jump on it. But once you become a diabetic, it is very difficult to go in the opposite direction. Diabetes is a little different when it comes to um, taking meds to get off. There's been a little more success in that area, but definitely the high blood pressure, forget it. Just take the meds and do what you need to do. And most times, you don't necessarily have to go on a heavy med. That's the good part. Once they catch it early, you go on a mild med, take your meds on a regular basis, immediately begin and let them trace and track your blood pressure before you know it. Your medicine free. All right? So make sure you take those meds. Please get rid of the alcohol. Yes, I'm hoping that I don't have to talk to many of you about this here. But um, alcohol is out the window. Alcohol will definitely raise your blood pressure. Okay. And they say drinking, not drinking, excuse me, not drinking or stop drinking can definitely address some other health issues. All right? All right. Reduce your stress. Yes. Believe it or not. They say stress is a silent killer. And one of the things, because it affects your blood pressure. So we want to make sure we stay stress-free. Read your Bible. Meditate on it day and night. Stay prayerful. Change the company you keep. Make sure you find yourself in the church house. 
and those just a few things to help you relieve stress. But I tell you one thing. If you do that, you'll definitely, definitely reduce your stress level. Okay? All Wow. What are we talking about today? Hmm. I want to see where we start because I'm getting an early start today. So I want to see where we go with this one here. Wow. This is an old warning, but... I guess mom somehow missed the memo and he turned her back for a couple of minutes and it was a very costly turn for her, unfortunately. There's a mom in Tennessee who is now taking the time to warn other parents and aunties and uncles and caregivers and of the little people, the dangers of allowing your children to play with a pot balloon, birthday balloon. So what happened was, well, Alexandra Seven was in their living room and she had a some birthday balloons and she was popping the birthday balloon. Mom stepped out for a little bit, and she came back in the room, only to find little Alexandra not breathing, and she had suffocated on the pop balloon. Now, there's many ways this can happen, Oh, boy. She said she found the balloon over her daughter's head. Now, that that there has got to be some devastation. But for many years, I've heard, you know, if the balloon breaks, get rid of the balloon because the children can actually choke on the balloon. They can, you know, Oh, boy. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm just thinking about how long ago we've heard about this. And it, it's so hazardous. It is so, so hazardous. That broken up balloon is, is really dangerous. You know, they have told us some years ago, don't let little kids play with broken balloons. And, I mean, it's not just little kids, but it's children, period. But especially the the uh, little kids. You know, I'm looking at a little picture of her. She has the cutest, the cutest little face. But just once the balloon, once you hear the balloon is broken, immediately just start clearing it up. Okay? They're talking about not allowing you to you know, um, not allowing children to play with, you know, just 
balloons that are even deflated. Yes. Balloons that have not even been blown up yet. They're just as hazardous. Alrighty. So uninflated balloons, pieces of balloons after they've popped. Please get rid of them. They are extremely, extremely hazardous, dangerous. You know, mom is, is now feeling the brunt of, you know, she just celebrated a birthday. Those were her little birthday balloons that she was playing with. You know, you know, sometimes you play the, the game where the kids run and they sit on the balloon and it pops. Yeah. Get that stuff up. Get that stuff up immediately. Five-second pause, please. All right. All right. So. Oh. Let's give it that sad news. What else are we talking about this morning? Hey. We've got, talk about on the come up. You have these two people. One is Diaz and one is Diaz Peraza. And (laughs) I tell you, people are are creative. And when you need money, you're going to find a way to make your money. And the thing about this particular story is, you know, it's like, hmm, I mean, it makes you scratch your head. You you kind of wonder about some things that, you know, they were doing. And you try to get creative, you try to get innovative, but you got to make sure at the end of the day that you're within the law, you know, of your, your, your community, your county, your City, your town, yeah. So you had this one-floor, four-bedroom house out in Florida, and somebody called. The authorities went in there, and there were 21 women, one-floor, four-bedroom house. One-floor, four-bedroom house, 21 women. 17 who were paying $250 a night. Now, let me say why they were paying. They all had some type of surgery, and most were some illegal surgery. And these two women had set up like a little recovery house. Yes. So you have... Diaz Peraza, who's 35, and you have Diaz, who was 38, and Diaz Peraza was charged with 14 counts of running an assisted living facility without a license, hazardous waste violations, felony littering, misdemeanor nuisance to the public health, and a biological waste misdemeanor, she posted $81,000 bond and was released 
Diaz is charged with running an assisted living facility without a license, hazardous waste violation, felony littering, misdemeanor nuisance to the public health, and a biological waste misdemeanor, and she posted $16,000 bond and was released Friday. Now, here's why this is so interesting. Because I'm going to show you how you slide into breaking the law, and you may not even realize it. So, they say that you have post-operative care. And you know what that is. That's like when you have surgery and then you go somewhere to have some assistance because you can't make it on your own. Well, those things don't really exist. No. You pretty much have your little post-op. They throw you up in a room for a couple of hours, let you get your breather on, and then they ship you out. Okay? So they're saying that, as always, it's not available. You know, when you receive some kind of cosmetic surgery or plastic surgery in one of, you know, somebody's office, whether it's an illegal office or whether it's somewhere illegal, you know, if you, you know, most times when people go out of town, they really don't have, you know, a place to go. And they have to end up renting like a hotel room. Because sometimes, and we've talked about this, there are times when they go get these surgeries out of town and there's no place to go. Yeah, you can't, you know, when you get one of those BBLs, they can't sit for a minute. Yes, so jumping back on a plane and all of that kind of stuff is extremely dangerous for them. So you've got, like, BBLs, you've got some breast jobs, you've got some liposuction and other types of surgery that really need some type of ambulatory care afterwards, somebody to kind of make sure they're looking at those wounds and things like that. So these two women... They set up shop. Then somebody will say, well, what's the big deal? Well, here's the deal. They say when you're caring for multiple people like that, you've got large amounts of blood that you're dealing with because people are bleeding, needless to say. And you have to change bandages and things like that. Well, not only... You know, sometimes you have those issues. You have to deal with urine, sometimes fecal matter. And they say that that is technically biomedical waste. And you have to get rid of that garbage differently than your regular garbage. And because you got to get rid of that garbage differently than your regular garbage, you don't have the ability to do so if you have not set up the proper, you know, scenario, like who's going to come pick up the garbage, how often, what do you do with the garbage, things like that. So that was one of the reasons why they got hit with that fine. Ooh, they say they got a call about the house. And when they got to the house, they had a search warrant, 
and they said they found 17 customers, three who were pre-operative. All right? So that means that they got there before because they had to do some prep work. Yeah, you, there are certain, certain surgeries that you have to do some low things and they needed to be close to the facility. So they went there for the two diages to help them. And they said each of those people paid $250 deposit over the phone and gave their credit card for charges anywhere from $250 to $300 a night. And they said that if that is the case, that they made $4,250 a day. So they were rolling in the dough. So they say that the people told them that the two Diazes was helping them with like bathing and dressing, eating, some personal hygiene things, taking meds, going back and forth to the bathroom, and, you know, just those basic tasks made it an assisted living facility. So do you hear how you kind of slide into these things? So when you're helping people go to the bathroom, and let's say they have some accident and you have to clean them up and things like that. And you got to get rid of that. And you got to get rid of the bandages and things like that that have the blood on it. That becomes biomedical waste. So if you don't have the proper um, uh, sanitation for that, that's an offense. And listen now. If you have these people in there and you're just helping them bathe, dress, eat, with a little personal hygiene, taking their meds, going to the bathroom, that is officially an assisted living place. Voila, you got another fine. So I'm sure that these women did not think that they were really doing a whole lot wrong. They probably really thought that they were just kind of, you know, tax evading. I'm sure they're going, the IRS going to hit them with that one. Because I know they wasn't declaring that 4250 every day. Yeah. So this is why they ended up with all those charges. Now, here's the thing. You got all these people coming here, and they are going to force their way to stay here. And when I say that, I mean they're going to find some way to make it happen. And how easily we slide into breaking the law. You know, what would be wrong in your head with these people coming to town? They legitimately need the help. Legitimately. 
Remember now, a lot of these people, when they have these cosmetic surgeries, they cannot travel. They cannot take care of themselves. They cannot really move around. So you wouldn't think that it would be anything wrong with helping these people. Because my thing is, if the facilities were smart, they would run these condos you know, um, meaning these uh, doctors and things like that, they were found a way to open up a little assisted living place. They know they can get all of that stuff taken care of. You don't think? Because listen, if you already do surgery, you already have that biomedical issue taken care of because you have tons of blood you're dealing with. If you're doing liposuction, you have to get rid of that waste. That's biomedical. So, but see, here's the deal. Half of them don't even have the proper license to do that. So they are illegal from the beginning. So now they can't run an you know, illegal spot because you already delving in the illegal. Wow. See how easy it is to mess yourself up? Mm-mm-mm. All right. Let's see what else we're talking about. Well, check this story out. You have this, this student who's in Louisiana, and she's in high school, and she's gotten involved in the student government and She's got little scholarship opportunities and all kinds of things. And it seems as though the school set up for them to have some homecoming after party. From what I understand, the the school, which is a public school, they set up for them to have homecoming after party. And the kids attended. And while this particular student attended, they were video, uh, and, and she was dancing, they videotaped her dancing. Well, the president, not the president, the principal got a hold to the tape. And from what I understand, she was twerking. And he revoked all of her scholarship opportunities, applications. He he took them and got rid of them. He revoked her leadership role as student president. And she said she was just called into the office. And she said, they basically told me that I should be ashamed of myself, that I wasn't basically following God's ideals. He said that those things were really, really, really upsetting to her. Her mother was upset because they did not contact her. They just called the young lady in there and they had this... um meeting with her and they told her that, you know, they were stripping her of these things. 
So the parents of other students and parents, you know, took the social media and they were posting Let the Girl Dance banner. And, you know, this is a big brawl going on now. And, you know, here's why the, the, the mother is upset. She's like, listen, they were the ones who paid for the private venue the DJ. So now you're going to punish the kid for just having fun. doing talking about quote them back she should be ashamed of herself because she wasn't following basic God's ideals well the problem is it's not school or a religious school it's a public school so they're not there with the expectation of following God's basic rules. They're not staff, so you're not setting, quote-unquote, an example, but they figured because she was, you know, in the school government, she was playing a role as some student president, that she now had an expectation, or they had the expectation that she would be different, that she would not be twerking. They never said she undressed. They never said that, you know, she was really dancing like with a, a young man or anything like that, but basically the twerking. And trust me, I understand that there's some twerking. And then there's twerking. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what in the world. Okay, you need to definitely be behind closed doors. And even if she was not dancing appropriate to her age, or even, let's say, at a school event, should she have, do you think she should have been held to that standard and have her, um, what you call them, her, her application for her, you know, what do you call those things, um, well, my Lord, her scholarships, I'm sorry, her scholarship applications revoked. Do you think that's going too far, or do you think they hit that nail on the head, stop it now, you know, make that point so other children will know going forward what it should be about, and that way they don't have to, they don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay? All right. Now, while you're talking about the young lady who's in the student government and who's going after scholarship applications, you've got another student who's arrested 
because he had detailed plans to kill everybody in my high school. Yep. They found some handwritten threats in his car that he was going to be on a killing spree at his former high school and other schools across the state on his 22nd birthday. Now, he's 19. They pulled him over for a broken headlight, and they searched the car and uncovered these plans. And one of the notes read, kill everyone at OHS with my gun. And he confessed that it referred to his high school where he graduated last year, May 222. And they said the notes ultimately outlined the plan for him to kill an administrator at the school along with 14 other people on the campus. January 2nd, 2006, the day he turned from So they say an investigation into his phone uncovered all the details. A mass murder attack in multiple states, including plans to build a bomb and plans to kill his stepmother. Mercy. So they have, during an interview with him, he told the police that he was in Palm Beach County to do recon as a part of an attack he was planning there. Oh, boy, he claimed that he had done recon work at another high school, the Parkland High School. Oh, boy. They said that along with his notes, they seized a 9mm handgun. They said that he stole from his mother. He got, come on, Shanties. He has a history of mental health problems. <laughs> so his mother says that she didn't, you know, she couldn't excuse her son's actions. But asked if the officials could allow him to receive mental health treatment that he needs other than facing charges for the disturbing plan. Now, she didn't ask for him to be treated while he served time facing charges for the plan. She said that her son was a good kid and would never have actually carried out the plan. No excuse for what he wrote, though. Not saying, not saying that, but he needs help. Mm. Now, check this out. They say that stepmama, he had planned to kill. She said, For his innocence. 
Henry isn't going to hurt me. He would never. He needs to be treated for a mental disability instead of as a criminal. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm, 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 mm. Can I say that again? Mm, 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 mm. All right, so let me say, I need to... Uh, Mm-mm-mm. All right, so let me let me repeat the last piece. I'm being asked to repeat the last piece. Let's go back to what the mama said. Mama said that she couldn't excuse her son's actions, but she's asking that he receive mental health treatment that he needs instead of facing charges over his plan. She told the the people that her son was a good kid and he would never have actually carried out the plan. No excuse for what he wrote. Hell. That mama is killing her. Henry isn't going to hurt me. He would never. He needs to be treated for a mental health disability instead of being treated as a criminal. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I, I, I'm sorry. If my name is on a list, you are killing Stephanie, then I don't know what to tell you because you're going to jail. You are going to jail. You are going directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not Collect $200. You going to jail. I want you in jail. Not your case. I don't care. To me, you stop being innocent. The day they told me you had my name on a list to do me some harm. That's the day stop being on, on, on my goodness. Let me talk to my due time crew and see if it's just me. Let's say good morning to my girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good Monday morning to you. How are you today? I am well, thank you. How are you? And doing just well. All right, good. I have a question. Can you hear me clearly? Mm-hmm. I have no problems hearing you. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, because there was some concern. All right. Girl, let's get to talking. Let's get to talking. All right. So we've got 
the two people, two women in Florida, have on caring for the people who have had these cosmetic surgeries and, and, and things like this. And they're thinking, you know, just $250, you know, to, to care for you, help you go to the bathroom, help wash you up, you know, doing all this kind of stuff and helping you. And they, now they're sitting behind bars. Well, no, they're not sitting behind bars, but they were arrested. And they were arrested for, let's see, assisted living facility without a license, hazardous waste violation, felony littering, littering, misdemeanor nuisance to the public health, and a biological waste misdemeanor. What do you think about now walking into these charges? And all they were trying to do was make a couple dollars by helping people who really legitimately needed the help. What do you think? I think the thought, um, the ideal of doing that is wonderful. You know, you think of all of the many people who have had any type of surgery and they say, okay, your surgery's done, you know, who's going to pick you up, you know? And, and in some instances, you know, the individual, whether, you know, American or not, may not have someone to assist them, you know? And so where do you go now? You go home and you try and figure it out. You know, you're not able to walk, but because you're home by yourself, you end up having to do the things that um, you would need somebody else to do, you know, bending over, lifting things, pulling things, you know, cleaning you know, um, all of that now you have to try and take care of, you know, plus any other thing, you know, the fact that a facility like that would exist would be a beautiful thing. But, you know, just like a, a, a daycare or a school, there are protocols, you know, and you can't avoid that. You know, you mentioned all of the other things, you know, there's um, all types of exposure that's out. You know, you have to dispose of things in a certain way. You can't just put it in regular trash. You know, that's why our facilities have receptacles. You know, they have receptacles for their syringes or, or needles. You know, there's receptacles for trash. And, you know, then, you know, even in a hospital, if, if you've ever seen them, they have receptacles for um, the, the pens and other things that people use, you know, when they change, when they have someone to come in and change an individual. They don't just put that in the, in the garbage can. There's a certain way of disposing it, you know. And so I, I do see that, you know, there's a need, but you have to go through the protocols so that you, you won't get, the, you know, what ends up happening to these ladies. Yeah, something, like you said, good intention, but you slide into all the technicalities because there's a concern and there's a bona fide concern about the waste and and how, you know, they handle. And I'm sure there would be some internal protocols that they would have to take as well for their own safety. So, yeah, it's a little bad spot to be in. You're trying to make your little dollars. But um, got to you know, do what you got to do properly. All right, what about this girl who is in high school and she's doing everything okay? She's on student government. She's eligible for some scholarships to college. She's a senior. 
So that's what she's trying to get done. And they hold this after party for homecoming. They videotape her and then report it back to the principal, and they deem her not uh, worthy any longer of being in the student government. They say that they have taken away all of her scholarship applications and that, let me, let me get this quote, let me get this quote, that she should be ashamed of herself, that it wasn't basically following God's ideals. What do you think about that? I honestly feel like it was probably a setup. You know, somebody else wanted that position. You know, if if you've ever been in those types of settings, you know, for student government, you know, there's a lot of, you know, politicals, you know, there's there's people that kind of vie for the position. Nine times out of ten, that person, you know, got a little salty because she got the position, and they videotaped her. I guarantee you if she was twerking, she was not the only individual twerking, you know, in a setting like that where one is doing it, another one is doing it. We're also talking about youth, you know. Everybody's not perfect. Everybody doesn't walk a straight line. You know, it wasn't on campus. This is an outside setting. You know, and you would think that you could be free as a female to do, you know, but that just goes to show you that you can't, you know. And here's the other thing. The um, it's the president. Was it the president? I'm sorry. Of the school? The principal. Who the was principal. the assistant? The principal. Okay. So the principal also, yes. you know, um, we're looking at a female and a male principal, you know. So there's a different perspective, you know, from his perspective, I guarantee you that if it was a female principal, the perspective might have been different. She might have addressed the young lady and said, okay, this is something that we don't do, you know, kind of give her a type of warning. You just automatically stripped her from everything. It's not as though she's not working in her role and facilitating in her role as student government. She was off campus and she was doing something different, you know, something that you might not necessarily expect her to do, but, you know, it's not a Christian school, you know, um, so... And there's not a guideline that says, okay, if I go off campus and do such and such and such, you know, where are the rules that cause that to now all of a sudden I, don't, I get nothing, you know. So, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of concerned about that one, you know. And then my thing is there are other people that are out there. So if they get – if they were talking as well, do they get their scholarship removed or is it just this one young lady? All righty, all righty. I would love to hear what your fellow D. Thomas has to say. Come on, come on, come on. You know how to get in touch with me, 347-285-7777. Text me and let me know what you think. Do you think that, you know, the the principal was spot on? You know, we can't have this type of dancing representing our school, and he did the right thing, or he went a little too far. It has nothing to do with them. It was not a religious school. Mind your business. It's off campus. It's after hours from school. Leave alone. All right. Tamika, Tamika, Tamika. You got this. Florida. Who has planned on bombing the school, killing people, on this this 
murder spree, pretty much. On his 22nd birthday, he has it all written down. He has a 9mm handgun. He has admitted to doing recon at two locations. He's got, you know, listen, he's 19 years old. He's got a lot of planning to do in between 19 and 22 when he's going to execute this plan. Mom says, please do not punish him, but give him help because he has mental health issues. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying he should have done it, but please help him. In the written plans to kill people at the old high school, at the different high school and up and down, you know, wherever he's going, he also has that he's going to kill his stepmother. Stepmama says, quote, Henry isn't going to hurt me. He would never. He needs to be treated for a mental disability instead of as a criminal. What say you? Oh, Henry. <laughs> oh, mama. You know, this, <laughs> wow. You know, you, you, you think about, you know, mamas and their sons, you know, and, and this one surprises me all the more because you didn't give birth to this. You know, this, this is your stepchild, you know, and there is, we, we often, we have talked about it over and over again, these connections between mothers and sons, you know, so, you know, everybody sees your child as a monster except you, you know, I understand that you're trying and you're trying to give, you know, um, the tools that he needs for growth. But, you know, when you put my name on the list, you know, um, and there are signs that, you know, there are actual signs that you are literally, you wrote this down on paper. You have, somebody can actually touch, you know, even if it wasn't me, you try to kill, you trying to take somebody else's life out. You got a plan, you know? And so even if you've got mental concerns, Wait a minute here. There's, you trying to take somebody else's life and you've got plans. There is definitely an issue. And Mama, you know, even if he gets, you know, we understand that these facilities are not to, um, they're basically for punishment. They're not for corrective act, action. But, you know, my thing is what happens? Okay, fine. You say, oh, well, um, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to kind of give him some treatment. And then he attacks you. Then what? Do you continue to say, oh, no, just continue to give him training? You know, he's never going to. When the, attack, when the actual attack transpires, do you, do you change your thought now? Or is it, oh, well, he still needs some, some more, you know, somebody needs to. If he's got you, meaning the person that, that should be the closest to him, um, on a kill list, then you should dead all of that. That, that should be finished, you know. And, and for you, you I, I love that you care for this child to that degree, but mom. Wake up. Wake up. Child. I guess I ain't easy on my girls. <laughs> so, child. <laughs> I'll be standing up at that courthouse, um, girl. I'll be standing. They, they'd be more afraid of me than they would on the authorities. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for... Uh, Taking time with us today, we'll be back to continue our conversation. Let's see what our brother Al has to say this morning. Good morning, brother Al. 
Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chop of the morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, you ain't got the kids this morning. How you feeling? I feel great. <laughs> no children. No children is oh, all good. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Brother Al, Brother Al, what do you think? You've got these two people who are running this assisted living place for the people who get, you know, these these surgeries, whether it's illegal surgeries or not. You know, the DBLs, the liposuctions, all different types of cosmetic surgeries, breast breast uh, surgeries and things like that. And they bona fide literally need help. And they've, you know, set up where they've, you know, um, helped them, even a few of them to prepare for these surgeries. But somebody ratted them out, and now they are, you know, facing major charges here. What do you think? Do you think they should be charged accordingly? What do you think of them just trying to get their money on? I'm just trying to make my make a living. My thought is they should go to jail, period. You know, what happened is we get caught up with people saying, oh, you know, I was just trying to help and I was just trying to do this. Regardless of the fact you broke the law, you know, we can't have stiff law for one thing and then be easy on the next person because, oh, you know, we was trying to help. We was trying to make money. Obviously, you knew you were doing something wrong because you didn't report it. You didn't do your taxes. You didn't uh, get your, you know, get the right license to do it. It was the right way to do this. All you had to do was get a license, find out how do I need to set this up to help people, you know. Now, they're not taking into accountability that you're getting people uh, having these illegal surgeries. What if they're in your care and that legal surgery, something goes wrong? Now you got a death on your hand because the person didn't do the correct thing um, doing the illegal surgery. That's why it's called illegal surgery. So, I, you know, I, I'm different. I think they should go to jail. There's no reason uh, to break the law. They're, they're, that's an excuse to me. You, you, should, you know about it. You should have done it the correct way. I'm sorry, I don't have any pity. Lock them up. Now they're going to see Big Bertha. Hey, bye. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you know, get them locked up. They broke the law. Okay. What about this Louisiana student, the senior, who went to the after party that the school put together? Now she's being strip of her participation in the student government. She's being stripped of her applications for scholarships because she did not follow the basic fields of God. Do you think they overreacted? I think that um I think they did go a little bit overboard. I do I do believe that, you know, she should she should be punished because, um, again, you're taking on the role of president. You're president of the student body or whatever the case may be, and you have to uh, carry yourself accordingly. And I think that they should punish her, to, and again, to send a message to other students that's coming after her that, hey, listen, you're going to be a, you're a government official in the school, 
and you have to carry yourself appropriately. You know, um, and just like with us being Christian, just because we go to a birthday party don't mean, okay, we're not in a Christian setting. We can go in there and act a fool. We have to go. We have to carry ourselves accordingly. But I think taking away her scholarship and all that, I think that's going overboard. But I do think that, you know, you know, she she should be she should be punished. You know, they 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 impeached her very nicely. <laughs> but I don't. I think they went too far with taking taking stuff. But she should she should be punished for setting an example. Okay. Okay. We have a comment from our listeners. They were definitely extra with the consequences. She was a teenager dancing at a party. The principal should have taken the time to explain why moving forward she should be careful about how she presents and represents herself since she is pursuing college and ultimately a career and great reputation. Okay. All righty. Thank you for that comment, listener. All right, Brother Al. Got oh, yeah. Florida. Years old, who has been found with plans to uh, murder, <laughs> murder the people at his old high school as well as some other locations. And hold on, Brother Al, I'm sorry. Let me uh, reposition myself here. You have, you know, him uh, with all of this uh, getting out plans in his car after he was stopped for a broken taillight, he admitted to them that he had been doing recon at several locations. There was a letter showing that he had planned to kill some administrator as well as his stepmother. doesn't say why he was going to kill his stepmother. They found a 9 millimeter handgun that he stole from his mother. And he has history of mental illness problems. You have the mother who asks that her son should, you know, if he could receive mental health assistance and not be charged with the plans that he has written out, despite the fact that he has admitted to what was written and then some. And then you have the stepmother who he has written who he has written down that he's going to kill, who says that he would never hurt her and he needs to be treated for the mental disability instead of a criminal. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I'm not mad at them as being parent. What parent wouldn't try to protect their child and say, Well listen can you do this instead of that? You know, and so I, I do understand that. Um, man, they need to get him off the street. And um, he do need to be treated. Uh, but he definitely needs to get off the street. And um, the stepmother, I don't know, she said that, well, he wouldn't hurt me, but that ain't what, it, that, ain't what that list says. You know what I'm saying? So 
I do I do think that he I do think that he needs to be helped because unfortunately the prison system you get these people in there and they do their time then you let them out and it's still the same results because they haven't been helped. So I think that he should be uh you know, sentenced to this facility and that and and, and locked up there at the facility to get the help that he needs because if not, he's going to come back out and do the same thing. Okay. So you're saying do both or are you saying do either or do the other, not the punishment? I just want to make sure I understand you correctly. Right. I'm saying do both. Lock him up with help. Don't just lock him up and that's it. But he definitely need to be off the street. All right, brother Al. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. I'll weigh in on this when Pastor Kim is just talking. Remember, if you've got a feeling, a thought, a question, three four seven two eight five seven 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 seven. Hit me up, hit me up. Give us, give us your thoughts. All right. Oh, good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well. How are you doing? I'm well, a little cold, but I'm well. All righty. All right. I want to know where you weigh in, how you weigh in on these two people who have put together this assisted living place. Should they be charged? Or, you know what, they were just helping these people. Nobody else set this kind of facility up. You know, don't, don't, you know, leave them alone. I, I think I think they should recharge. I mean, because when you say they were helping, it wasn't free. So they were helping themselves as well. They were benefiting from helping someone else. You know, so, I mean, you know, if, if, if I'm helping you, I'm not expecting nothing from it because I know you're in a position where no one else, again, is offering this. So let me offer it to you and help you out. But if I'm helping you out and paying my bills at the same time, Listen, it seems to me that I'm helping me out. So yeah, you, you people who sell drugs, they they helping you out, but they helping themselves out too. So at some point, they got to go to jail. It's illegal. All righty, all righty. What about the students? Well, actually, I agree. I agree. You know, as as much as it's needed, <laughs> as much as it's needed. You know, of whether it's a legitimate surgery or it's if it's an illegal surgery, yeah, you know, you need these services. However, I agree with Brother Al who said, why didn't you go to get this done legally? And what probably happened was they probably did ask. And when they heard all of the licenses they needed to have, they figured hey, why not just uh, set it up? Nobody got to know. We ain't charging number $250. That's the minor side of, you know, what what's going to happen, is, and, you know, opposed to you not having any, you know, assistance at all. So, yeah, you know, you, you went underneath the radar, so you need to definitely uh, pay the price. And especially being that, you're talking about just biomedical waste. There's a there's a way, like Tamika said, you know, there's a way they they have to dispose of these things. You can't 
just do it your way and call it a day. I happen to agree with all of you. Pastor K.L., you've got this student who's in Louisiana who they have stripped from being in the student government, can't be the president anymore. They said that she has not acted in God's basic ideals by her twerking, and they have taken away her scholarship applications. Do you agree or disagree with the decision? Well, okay, so, so you know, I heard a lady Tamika said, I'm sure there's other folks doing it. Yeah, I mean, that that could be right, and somebody could have set you up. However, when when you're representing a school or when you're representing Christ, there's certain things you can't find yourself doing because there are people watching you no matter where you are, whether you know it or not, and it can hurt and, and hinder your progress. So I, I think you didn't think this thing out. You were so busy having fun. And, and, and exciting about going out and stuff like that. You, you didn't think about the repercussions. So, yeah, I, I think that, that the school was um, in a good place to, to do what they did. Was it extreme? To some folks, it might be extreme. But, but if you're representing me, you are the brand, then, yeah, I can't afford for my brand to be tarnished. So, yeah, I, I think they did a good thing. Okay. I disagree wholeheartedly. I I think this is a 17-year-old kid. They didn't say she was stripping. They didn't say that she was uh, that she was dancing, you know, inappropriately on the floor with a young man or a young woman these days. This school is a public school. There is no expectation in a public school that we operate under God's ideals. Y'all put everything else up in the school. Y'all do what y'all want to do. Every every adult is acting the way they want to act. I think it's extreme. I think it's disgusting. I think that she is 17 years old. For a group of us who sit and talk about our former life, I think it's, it's extreme. And I think it's, it's overkill. I dance and I twerk. Dancing and twerking and things like that, we've seen it done. And boy, oh boy, can it get nasty. But a a, a twerking dance from a 17-year-old, I think it's expected, to be honest. I don't care what role you play. I don't care what position you have. I don't care. Um, You're not the principal. You're not the principal. You're not the staff. And I think it was too much to expect. I I agree with the person who wrote in who said, you know what, talk to her. Let her know, yo, you you know exactly what was said, you know, by you all. Listen, you know, guess what? They did catch other people doing it, but you know why you stood out? Because this is where you plan to go. And understand that Take this as your warning shot. This, this, you, you're not going to get off this easily the next time. But for them, never had to speak to her about this before, that this was her first time. Th- that, to me, was, was overkill. 
I, I don't even I don't even think there should have been a suspension. I don't think that there should have been a removal of one application. You're really telling me that I no longer am eligible for a scholarship because I was dancing on the floor at a party? I think that's crazy. I think it's crazy, and I think you do more damage now than you could have ever done if you had mentored her. You know, let me... Oh, okay, but let, 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 let's go to that point, Pastor Steph, because you say that, you know, we talk about the things that, that we've done in our former life. But for the grace of God, we, we've survived it. I mean, there, there was some, something that, that we should not have done, you know what I mean, and that, that caused us at that point a lot of problems. And because of God's grace, we, we, we've come out of those shadows. But, but sometimes the, the, the decisions you make, you know, can cause a lot of problems. That we don't, listen, I'm the first one to say I should be dead. You know what I mean? I should be in jail. I should be a whole lot of things because of some of the decisions that I made. You know, and had somebody slapped me like, like they did this child, I might, I, I might have gotten out of all this stuff a lot earlier. But I kept on doing things over and over and over again because... <laughs> I didn't. I guess I didn't get videotaped, or because I wasn't seen, or or, or, or because I wasn't outed. So I, I I thought I was invincible, but I was I was hurting myself into self destruction. And I actually agree with you. I actually agree wholeheartedly with you. With some of the things we did, we should have been dead a long time ago. I'm not talking about no dancing. The we I'm talking about the offense. I'm not talking about the fact that she did something. I'm, I'm pinpointing the offense. The offense was dancing. They did not say she stripped. They did not say that she removed any of her clothing. Like I said, I could even see if they said she was dancing um, inappropriately with, a little, with, a, with another young man or another uh, female. She was twerking. And to me, for this particular offense, it's it's too extreme. It's too extreme. I think she should have been put on some level of probation and giving a war and given a warning. I'm not saying she should have never been spoken to. I'm not saying she should have never been warned. But to strip me for dancing, like I said, I don't have a problem if it was something else. You 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 have. Here you have a, a, a parent and a step-parent. This woman's name was on a list, a kill list. She can't even see past the fact that this man was going to kill her. Had he been given an opportunity, she can't see past that. But yet you have dancing. This is the, how are you approaching me with God's ideals and y'all allowing the, 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 the gay people to show up in the school and do all of this? Y'all allowing the gay clubs up in here? Everybody has a right to do what they want to do. But if I should dance, I'm talking about dancing. I ain't talking about the fact that you didn't went and had an abortion. I'm not talking about, and you killed a child or an unborn child if you want to go there. I'm not talking about the fact that you've done other things that I agree with you wholeheartedly. Had some other things been done and it was another charge, 
I would not have this answer. Had they said, had they said in this thing here, she stripped. I would have said, you know what? Yeah, she she ain't ready. But me dancing? No, I'm sorry. I think they would have done a better job talking to her and putting on her on some level of probation. Because let, let, let me say this to you, Pastor K.L. You, you're absolutely right. There are things we've done over and over and over again. I happen to be a little bit different. If my mother beat me one time, she ain't never had to worry about that again. Not that I was, in, that I was perfect, but God knows I'm still being cleaned up with stuff. But there are certain people that all I need is that warning shot. You ain't got to worry about that with me no more. She didn't even get this opportunity. And that's what, that, that's what I'm having a problem with. I'm having a problem with them putting her in jail for this level of offense. They've given her 20 years to life on this level of offense, if you will. I think they would have done a much better job with putting her on some level of probation, maybe not allowing her to participate. You know, even if they stripped maybe one of her speeches or something they could have done. But I, for, to, to take everything from her, I think this is way too much. And, and she's, she's 17, and I think they've, they've done more damage than they've done um, some, some assistance in her life. And I think this is too big of a cost. And I think if God treated us just like you said, we did it over and over and over again. That's because God allowed us to do it over and over again. And look what happened. We, we eventually learned we should have been smashed. But because of the grace and mercy of God, who winked us in our time of ignorance. So the first offense we were not charged with because he said we didn't know better. So she doesn't get that opportunity. I'm having a big problem with that. I'm having a big problem with that. All righty. Let's go to this young man, um, Pastor KL, who, well, like I said, he's uh, he's got a huge kill list. Uh, Mama is saying, please don't uh, don't put him in jail. Don't 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 charge him. Help him. Give him mental illness assistance. And, and, and stepmom, who also says, I might be on the list for, for him to kill me, but I don't think he would do it. Can you, you know, he needs to be helped with his mental disability, but not as a criminal. What do you think about that one? Well, I think a lot of things. First, you want me to do your job, and it's your child. And if you think your child is crazy, then you should find some type of facility for your child. That's first of all. Second of all, he has a list. He ain't that crazy. If he if he can think of the names and, and who he wants to kill, and, you know, he ain't saying he don't kill everybody. There's specific people that he has named. He ain't that crazy. He he need to go to jail. You know, he he, he definitely needs to go to jail. I mean, he, he, he he's, he's a threat to society. Yeah, he needs to go to jail. He's not crazy. If I can say Stephanie, if I can say Brother Al... I'm not saying I want to kill all the black folks or I want to kill everybody in the world. I'm specifically naming names on who I don't like. Yeah, you need to go to jail. <laughs> okay. I happen to agree. Um, I, I think it's ballsy of you to hear of this plan 
This is a mastermind plan. I agree with you, Pastor Gail. You just sat down and you didn't calculate who you want to kill. You have done recon, not only on one spot, but in two spots, at least. Because I don't know where else you hold it. So you got two spots. You, you've made an itemized list. I agree. You have itemized who you want to kill. And I should have pity. He might be mentally ill. I don't doubt that there's some mental illness. However, I'm sorry. I'm erring on the side of criminality. And you go in this jail. And you are going to get some help. But I'm not putting you in a mental institution and locking you down. No, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to lock you down and then give you some mental assistance. Because I agree, this is too calculated for me. And and, and for the jackass uh, uh, stepmama, and I'm saying jackass. Cause they, did you, you say you, jackass? You, 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 <laughs> somebody has literally said they going to kill me. Now, it would even be different if maybe he just blurted out, he going to kill Stephanie because he's mad at me. Because I could easily say, well, you know what? He, just, he might be spewing stuff out. You know, he's just mad. But you got a plan here. You said you're going to kill an administrator and me and the people at your old school and the people at this other school. You are on a list of people. Now, now you're going to jail. I'm so sorry for you, even if I think you got some kind of mental illness. Now, let them criminal people help you with your mental illness. I'm not asking and I'm not begging on your, no, thank you. Thank you for catching him. Thank God for the broken taillight because that was what got, got him pulled over. Just to think, if this was never, ever found out, he would be with the rest of them who would have these mass shootings who either killed themselves or sitting in jail. Um, for the rest of his life, no, and 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 Mama should be ashamed of herself because where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Now I'm not asking you to have no sympathy. Like I said when Tamika was talking, I said Shanti, Shanti's and Tamika. We hope that the authorities got to them before I did. Nah, no, you. We gonna find out if you got some mental illness because now y'all gonna wonder if I got some. No, nah, we're not doing that. So, woo. Have these been some stories? We need to pray today. We need to pray for them. So you know what? Before we do our switch tip, Tamika, what are we praying for today? We're talking about the the people that we have discussed, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right, we are praying um, for the young gentleman, you know, that has this desire to kill, you know. That doesn't just come out of the blue, you know. Nine times out of ten, he's been grooming himself throughout the years, you know, killing small things, maybe killing small animals. You've got a list. 
of things, um, praying that um, we all know that God can, you know, get within the mind, you know, and transition someone's thinking, his heart, um, his soul, so that the thinking is, is adjusted, that he will get access to someone that will be able to speak life to that situation and ultimately turn his desires around. All righty. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Brother Al, what are we praying for this morning? Oh, man. We, we, uh, I would say we, we, we're praying for God to touch these people's minds, you know, touch these people's minds, get in their heart, and, and guide them to do the right things and say the right things. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor K.L., what are we praying for today? You know what? Just, just to piggyback on Al, which I don't often do, but I, I think I think that's right. We, we, we need to pray that, that God really touch their minds in, 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 in all aspects. In, in one, in, in the one who, who says that, that he wants to kill everybody, in the one who, who, who's trying to defend him, that he just has mental illness, in the one who's making decisions on a young girl's life, you know, for the rest of her life. We, we, we need to touch their minds that they think clearly, you know, that, that, that God gives them clarity to the situation on, on, on how it just does not affect them as the person who's thinking it, but how it affects everybody in the position. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, my dude, Tom Cruise, uh, for your contribution into today's conversation, some thought-provoking uh, comments here. Thank you so much, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. Have a blessed day. You too, Pastor Steph. You're you're on my list, Pastor Steph, but you too. (laughs) 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 Thank you, brother. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Have a blessed day. I can't. I so can't. Oh, my gosh. All righty. Good conversation, good conversation. Oh, you know what time it is. It's a Monday morning, as I like to say, at the top of the hour. Let's say good morning to Shanti. Good morning, Shanti. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. What you got for us today? Today, I have the switch for Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And <laughs> I'm starting to to think I know why God leaves me a little blank the past few weeks with the switch tips. I'm not sure exactly what switch tip God is going to give me so that I can then share with y'all. Because like I've told y'all, I don't know how many switch tips ago, I have not arrived. None of us will ever arrive. So these switch tips are for me. Also, and then he trusts me to deliver these switch tips to everyone. And I had something in mind until I heard the story of the young lady who was running for student council at the homecoming party. And I was just sitting here like, oh, no, God, please tell me I can talk about this. So I switched to 166 is stop being extra. I pulled up the definition of extra. Trying too hard over the top, excessive, maybe a little dramatic, 
doing more than what the situation calls for and in the streets instead of saying extra, a lot of the terms that's used is you're doing the most or you're dragging it. And I was very, very, very deeply disturbed to hear that this young lady, because she was twerking at a school party, the reprimand was so intense. And one of the first things that my mind went to is, so why is it that now me twerking affects my academic life? You know, again, and I was listening, Pastor Seth, for you to say that there was something else going on, that maybe a little boy's crotch was, you know, her, her, her crotch was in his face or something like that. You know, I, I, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing. Even when you went to each Dutai member, I didn't hear you say, oh, well, I forgot. I left out. Let me go back and reread. I didn't hear anything. And I, all that kept coming to mind was this is just too much. And then I was very, very deeply disturbed. To hear this situation being compared to us in the church. What this is no comparison. This young woman ran for student council and listen, the, our church is located in in the slums of Jamaica Queens. God has strategically placed us there. There are times we sit in service and we're hearing it sounds like a block party outside. And I'd be lying if I say sometimes I can't catch myself twerking a little bit in my seat. And maybe the deacon has caught me a couple of times because he sits right next to me. And there have been other times when we had service in the house and someone has driven through the block blasting music. And we and, and I'm looking, next thing I know, I'm sitting in the chair kind of moving. I'm looking, and third one of them spot me. Now they're pointing at me laughing. Listen, and I'm, I just turned 38. I'm not as young. As a 17-year-old, go ahead, go do your thing, president of this school. So with that being said, to all, especially those of us who call ourselves Christians, stop being extra because God gave us a switch tip a few months ago that said stop putting people off church. And this is one of the ways we put people off the church. So I actually just got finished reading the book of Ecclesiastes, and I came across a couple of verses. First, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 16 in the NIV version reads, do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? In an amplified version, that same verse reads, do not be excessively righteous like those given to self-conceit, and do not be overly wise, pretentious. Why should you bring yourself to ruin? I pulled up the definition of pretentious. Try to seem important or significant when others think that you are not. So, and do not be overly wise or try to seem important or significant. Why bring yourself to ruin? And what we have to understand is that when we're being extra, we are thinking of ourselves more than we ought to, which is also another verse. Well, actually, where it is, I'll pull it up and I'll ask Pastor Steph to post it later. When we are being over-righteous, we think that we are so important and so significant. And there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that also says that no one will ever be able to say, I'm paraphrasing, no one will ever be able to say that they are sin-free. Everyone would have sinned. And Pastor Steph, you took the words out of my mouth. One of the things I was sitting here saying, I'm like, okay, so instead of pulling this young lady to the side and said, okay, listen, girl, now, I know you like to dance, but you're president now, and the... As you have been chosen to be the leader of your generation, we are the generation over you. We are now going to mold you. We are now going to teach you why. Not that you just should not 
careful why you have to be careful. There's nothing wrong with dancing, but just be careful about the way you dance because this is how it appears. And because there are vultures on the outside where they should be on the outside, but because we're too over-righteous, we're now on the inside. That will now try to strip you of your reputation and, and, and your accolades and all of that. This is why you shouldn't. And now as we are teaching you, you're going to teach your generation. No. What do we do? We sit and we be extra. So since church was compared, let's now bring this to church. It's one of the things that disgusts me about the church world as a whole. We are too extra. This is why the young people do not want to be in church. Because, yes, when you are called to God, when you are called to step in the, in the church house, yes, you are called to now learn a certain level of elevation that will continue to enhance and enhance day in and day out. At the same time, God does not speak over us. There's a verse in the message version that says he is not condescending. He is not going to talk to you or treat you like you are stupid, even when we act like it a lot of times. So with that being said, we must make the conscious decision of making the switch from being extra to making sure we are not doing the most, to making sure we are not dragging it, not being over-righteous, not being over-wise, and making sure that we are doing what Jesus does for us every day, even after baptism, and making sure that we are assisting God with cultivating and molding and, and mentoring everyone, even our peers, but the younger generation as well, so that we all can grow in Christ properly. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. We thank you for your contribution into today's episode, and we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go before the Lord, holding hands and holding hearts. Our due time crew have, you know, offered some prayer suggestions. Heavenly Father God, we come before you with humble hearts. We come before you, dear Heavenly Father, with thanksgiving. We need the Heavenly Father to continue to bless us, even past our sinful state. We're grateful to Heavenly Father for the many times that you have looked past our faults and found our needs. God, thank you. Thank you for waking us up today, God, when we should not have. But because of your mercy and grace, because you found another reason to invest in us today, God, We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We're coming before you on behalf of the individuals in our stories, as well as ourselves, as well as this world, the Heavenly Father. We're lifting it up before you, God. And this mental illness thing, God, is so huge now. It's being used when it's not a factor, God. It's not being used when it is a factor, God. It might be overused. At times, it might be forgotten sometimes the Heavenly Father, but we know it exists, God. And we know that whether it's a mental illness thing or not, we are all mentally impacted. We have a a case where a young man has masterminded a plot to murder, to literally murder. This is his intent. That it is it's, it's, it's so prevalent in his mind and in his world, world that he's, he's planned for years ahead, assuming that he would even be here. And we have a situation, God, where the people that are hearing it want to dismiss it. Lord, we pray for every mind that's involved. 
We pray for the mind of the individual who has sat down and calculated and planned. We pray for the mind of the mother of this individual, that she's asking for help instead of punishment. We're, we're hearing some a person who has been targeted, but still mentally and emotionally, she's disconnected from the reality. All of this God is indicating some mental imbalance. And at, at one point or another, and maybe even now, God, we are suffering from some level of mental imbalance. So we take it all, God, and we put it in your lap. We put it at your bosom, dear Heavenly Father, because this is only a small indication as to where we are in this world right now, God. We need you. We need your son who you have offered, who has offered himself up to be the sacrifice so that all of this would be sick. And there are still some who reject. Lord, we're handing this all to you because we, we, we're in a dire state. We have found ourselves in, in, in dire straits right now, dear God. We, we, we can't work this thing out. We can't fix it. We can only give it to you. And we're praying to Heavenly Father that you work with each and every individual, dear Lord, because we, we all have some nuance something where that needs to be worked on a little differently than the next person. And the thing that I love about you, God, is we don't have to wait in line. Ooh. We don't have to wait our turn. We don't have to wait till you finish. I don't have to wait till you finish with Shanti before you get to me. But you can handle Stephanie Shanti, Tamika, Al, and Kale all at the same time. Thank you for being the God you are, that you love us enough that you would take care of all of us at the same time. And as we gather on this show every day, day by day by day, we're all presenting ourselves to you at the same time. And I want to thank you for answering us. Thank you for addressing our issues all at the same time. We all put our, our, our thoughts out there. We all put our feelings out there, God, and it's, it's, it's on you to tweak each and every thought and bring it into reconciliation with who you are and what you want us to do and how you want us to think. And Lord, it's up to us to position ourselves to be repositioned so that you mold us like clay, that we remain moldable. We remain adjustable. We remain amenable to be used by you. And we ask you, God, to bring every thought, feeling from each and every one of us under subjection, whether we said it, whether we didn't, before the show, after the show, God that we would put ourselves before you so that you can twist and mold and customize. And it's not because we're robots. 
but it's because we've we've come to you and we've laid ourselves on the altar and we've told you we need you to fix us. We want you to fix us. If there's anything out of place, God, please help us. We don't know how many people we talk about in these new stories who want to be molded by you. But we, we, we actually, as people who are standing in your army, who are serving in your army, we ask, I'm asking today, that for your people's sake, that you do your great work in us and that we would remain in that position to be worked on. We love you, God, and we trust that there's a greater plan outside of the one we see, the things we see. We know you've got a plan. We trust that your plan is higher than our ways, higher than our thoughts. Thank you. Thank you for for just trusting us with your word. Thank you for just trusting us to be your messengers. We give you the glory and the honor today to rightly do you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Mm. Wow, what stories we got before us today. These are some serious stories. And you know, I, I I love the fact that we get an opportunity to discuss real stuff. You know, we're not, you know, in a make-believe, you know, world where we just got to think of some things. These, these are real issues. These are things that we're faced with every day that we have said a many a day, that thank God it ain't us. That we have not lost it. You know, uh, we talk about our parents. And I have not heard of one parent from any one of our deep time crew, whether they are here or no longer here, that accepted and who would give a response this mama gave. I have not heard one of us say yes. I don't care if we show up one time a week or if we show up every day during the week where our parent would say, please don't. Man, we'd be running for our lives. We'd be running for our lives. And I think we underestimate who our parents are and what they are and what they have been to us. And, you know, I lost my mom a little over a year ago. And all the things that she has that she's ever said, you know, come to my mind. Especially when I when I'm talking and I think, you know, when I want to respond, I go, oh, Ernie would have had this response, or Ernie said this, or whatever. And she's a no nonsense person. She 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 cuts you out. She tell you off. She sets you straight. And you know, we may not have always appreciated, you know. Um, the things that, you know, our, our mothers have said, our fathers have said. You know, we talk a lot on the show about how, you know, when we were kids, you know, Pastor K.L. said, you know, how he spoke about his parents. And we laughed because we just felt that way at one time or another ourselves. 
But yet when we got older and we had our own children or when we got older and we saw life for what it really was, we actually, you know, were grateful, you know, and still at, you know, we still are. We still are grateful for, you know, for the times when they came down on us. You know, we didn't think much of it then. You know, Brother Al talked about the fact that, you know, he was in the sixth grade. His father was like, oh, when, when the school finish? You're going to be at work the next day. But look at the, the man Brother Al is today, where he's got a work, work ethic about him. And, you know, his father may not have even known as much, you know, what happened. But look at who he had an opportunity to mold, you know, and, and shape. And Brother Al is mentoring other young ones, all because of what his father did for him, all because of what his father did with him. And we think our parents are tough on us, but you know what? When you look at parents like this, who would say that, you know, please don't deal with him, don't punish him, maybe had you punished him a while ago, he wouldn't be here. For a stepmom who says he wouldn't do that, after you didn't wrote down that not only would you do that to me, but you were going to do it to somebody else? Nah, my dear. I'm sorry. You ain't getting dismissed that easily. We give God thanks for who our parents were and who our parents are and who God has shaped us to be. So let's do what God wants us to do and make it happen. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not um, miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with Christ right now. Later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church for day. Until then, I love you. Thank you.